the Woodside Church Podcast. Hi everyone, I'm introducing our series, new series today, uh, entitled More of God, Being Transformed by Knowing God. We want in this series to bring a focus on God, on who he is, his character and his very nature as revealed in scripture. We want to engender a sense of wonder and awe of God and a fresh desire for more of him in our own lives and for more of him in the world around us. This series is not simply an exercise to help us understand things about God better, but also a means of getting to know God better. And when that happens, being transformed by him personally even more. We want our preaching to make a difference, a difference to how each of us relate to God, to what we believe, to how we behave, to how we live and how we respond to what's going on around us in the light of wonderful truths about who God is. In this series, we'll be teaching on these things. God who never changes. God who knows everything. God who rules over everything. God who is Trinity. In fact, we'll be doing two weeks on that. God who is holy and righteous. And God who is just, patient and merciful. Now, you might be thinking, well, I I know about all of those things. But in my experience, the more I get to know God, the more I realise there is to know about him. And there's also a difference between knowing about God and knowing God. Let me give an illustration from uh, when I was a school teacher and I taught uh, geography, which was my specialist subject, other subjects too. And in uh, a whole series of uh, lessons I taught on India. And to the students, I also brought a case study on the state of Kerala, southwest of India, uh, that a number of people in our church family actually originate from. And we taught from a textbook uh, and studied it, uh, photographs and script and so forth. But I would have taught it so differently if it had been a few years later. Unbeknown to me at that time, just a few years later, God would open up a door for me to be a part of a team serving churches and leaders in India. And for me in particular, in Kerala, uh, the state of Kerala itself. And it was then that I really got to know Kerala. The smells, the vibrant culture, the sounds, the roads, the temperature, the the, uh, food and the friends that I made and the welcome that there was uh, to those of us that visited. And if I had been able then, which I didn't, but if I had gone back and taught those geography lessons again, they would have been so different as I would have brought from my own experience uh, what the state of Kerala in India is really like. And for us, Today, we want more of God and in this series to be transformed even more by knowing him better. So today in this introduction, 
I'm going to be uh, speaking about desiring from God, about our own desire for God. And this is to help prepare us for what is to come in the teaching series in the following weeks. I believe God has put inside each of us a hunger and thirst for more of God, to get to know him better. But if we're honest, it doesn't always seem like this is the case. But if you, if you don't feel this that way, I want to encourage you to ask him for a fresh hunger and thirst for him. The reality is that God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, is very desirable indeed. And for inspiration today, we're going to look at a few verses from the beginning of a long song that Moses recited to the whole gathering of Israel, as recorded in Deuteronomy chapter 32. I'm going to read that to you. That just a verse from uh, the, the chapter before, just at the end. So Moses recited this entire song publicly to the assembly of Israel. Listen, O heavens, and I will speak. Hear, O earth, the words that I say. Let my teaching fall on you like rain. Let my speech settle like dew. Let my words fall like rain on tender grass, like gentle showers on young plants. I will proclaim the name of the Lord. How glorious is our God. He is the rock. His deeds are perfect. Everything he does is just and fair. He is a faithful God who does no wrong. How just and upright he is. Moses gave a call to the people of Israel to see how life-giving and glorious God is. He's amazing in all his attributes, perfect, faithful and glorious. And Moses knew more than anyone in his day that the God of the Bible, our God, is knowable at the most intimate level. In Exodus 33, 11, we read that inside the tent of meeting, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Jesus said to his disciples in John 15, now you are my friends. And as followers of Jesus, we are his friends. And it's possible to get to know him better and better and better. In fact, Paul said in Philippians 3.8, yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. So inspired by the first four verses of Moses's song, which was a pretty long song, I'm going to share with you five priorities to enable you to know God better. The first one is prioritise expressions of devotion. So we read at the very beginning that so Moses recited this entire song publicly to the assembly of Israel. This song 
may have been new to the hearers, but it wasn't new to Moses. He would have written it and gone over it. In fact, almost his whole life would have built up to this point. And this week, I found blessing in God, remembering songs that helped me express how much I desire God. And it's made a difference. And some of them are really old songs. Songs like, uh, you remember this one? Day by day. Oh, dear Lord, three things I pray to see thee more clearly, love thee more dearly, follow thee more nearly, day by day. Another one, knowing you, Jesus, knowing you, there is no greater thing. You're my all, you're the best, you're my joy, my righteousness, and I love you, Lord. Now my heart's desire is to know you more to be found in you and known as yours. And now the songs I've thought about, as the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after you. Another one, more love, more power, more of you in my life. Matt Redmond's song, and when the music fades, I'm coming back to the heart of worship. And it's all about you, all about you, Jesus. And you might wanna uh, just recall songs and, and bring songs to mind that have the same effect on you as they have done this week on me. You might want to write your own songs or your, write, your own prayers. You might want to, if you're this way inclined, paint some pictures like Francesca Sibley uh, explained to us and demonstrated to us that she does as her devotion to God. For some of you, playing a musical instrument and expressing your devotion to God as you do it. Others of you expressing your devotion to God and your desire for more of him through acts of service, through baking or gardening or your work, and say, Lord, I'm doing this for your glory because I'm devoted to you. But Moses prioritised an expression of devotion and let us do that as well. Secondly, Moses inspires us to prioritise balanced thinking. In other words, be in control of what dominates your thoughts. We're exhorted to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul and mind. And Moses in chapter 32 verse 1 says this, Listen, O heavens, and I will speak. Hear, O earth, the words that I say. Moses was speaking on earth while aware that as the people of God, we have a heavenly connection. We need a bit of heaven on earth, do we not, right now? He was aware of heaven and earth. For me personally, I found I'm having to balance my thinking because I'm watching a lot of the news. I'm catching it on my, on my phone. And right now, there are some dreadful things going on let alone pressures and challenges that maybe you're finding in your own life. And we need to balance our thoughts of all of these things, which are important to think about and certainly to pray about, but also do what Moses did and think of the things of God, of God's glory and his grace and his goodness. 
and being aware of what is happening on earth, but also that there is a God in heaven and being aware of who he is and that he is with us now. So prioritise balanced thinking. It's things of heaven as well as things of earth. And then thirdly, we see in uh, Moses's song that there is a message about prioritising biblical teaching. Verse two, let my teaching fall on you like rain. Let my speech settle like dew. Let my words fall like rain on tender grass, like gentle flowers on young plants. Now bear in mind, Moses and the people he's speaking to are really living in very dry conditions, desert conditions. And when rain comes for them, it's so refreshing and it's such a wonderful blessing. And Moses is saying here that the effect of biblical teaching brings refreshing and stimulates growth. Let my teaching fall on you like rain. Just in the summertime, our lawn started to die off. It started to dry up because of the, uh, of the hot weather that we experienced uh, last summer. And we had to water the lawn in order to refresh it and stimulate fresh growth. And I love to listen to the preaching of God's word because it simply does me good. And I found because of uh, what I do a little bit in the background as a part of the staff team as well, sometimes I'm listening to a preach more than once. In fact, I heard Hannah's uh, preaching at the very beginning of this year, two weeks ago, uh, more than once. And the second time I heard it, I mean, it was good the first time, but the second time I got so much more out of it. And it just makes a difference. Going over the follow-up notes, maybe listening to a preach more than once, letting it really sink in, meditating on the truths from God's word that I'm hearing. And then on top of that, spending time with God, regularly talking with him, reading his word, letting him speak to you through his word. Some of you may even want to be this year writing your own journal, making your own notes and going over them. There's one lady in the church that every time I speak, I get in the next day or two afterwards an email from her with a photograph of her Bible, which has wide, wide margins whereby, where in which she's writing uh, and drawing uh, what she's getting, what she's receiving. Uh, from the preaching and uh, it's a huge blessing as you see these drawings and these illustrations uh, and writing uh, about what she's received from God but prioritize biblical teaching. The fourth thing that we can see in verse 3 is prioritize praise. Moses then says to the people I will proclaim the name of the Lord how glorious is our God. I don't know about you, but I'm really missing our corporate worship. And when a time of worship begins, 
it creates an atmosphere of praise, which was exactly through using this, these words what Moses was doing. When he said, I proclaim the name of the Lord, how glorious is our God. Well, we may not be able to do this all together, but do you know we can still do this in our own lives, not just in meetings? We can say like the psalmist did to ourselves, I will praise the name of the Lord, how glorious he is, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Let there be an atmosphere of praise in your heart, in your personality, in your home. Prioritise praise. And we trust this new series will give you a whole load more to praise God about. And then fifthly, prioritise knowing God better with others. See, this song came from Moses, who had met with God and walked with God for decades. He didn't want to keep his knowledge of God to himself. He wanted others to know God like he did. And so he declared it to the people. He is the rock. His deeds are perfect. Everything he does is just and fair. He is a faithful God who does no wrong. How just and upright he is. And any with an ear to hear would have benefited greatly from what Moses said. And Moses shares his knowledge with others, not just with the crowd, but also we read at the end of the song in Deuteronomy 32, 44. So Moses came with Joshua, son of Nun, and recited all the words of this song to the people. You see, he also was mentoring Joshua, preparing him to lead the next generation of God's people into the promised land. And it encourages us to be in a place where we can learn from others as well as share what we know of God himself. And it's amazing how at the end of the song, we also read this, that Deuteronomy 32, 45 to 47, when Moses had finished reciting all these words to the people of Israel, he added, take heart, all the words of warning that I have given you today, pass them on as a command to your children, so they will obey every word of these instructions. These instructions are not empty words. They are your life. There is life in the word of God. And make sure that you are in settings where you motivate one another in your desire for more of God and to get to know him better. For example, whether it be in community group or youth discipleship groups, or just simply with one other person, prioritise knowing God better with others, learning from them and you sharing what you know of God as well. So in conclusion, from the introduction to this song of Moses, we're encouraged to prioritise expressions of devotion, to prioritise balanced thinking, thinking of heaven and earth, to prioritise biblical teaching, to prioritise praise, and to prioritise knowing God better with others. These priorities lead us to worship. They lead us to adore. They lead us to be in awe and to desire God more. They humble us. They lead us to prayer. 
They lead us to trust and obedience. They motivate us to want more of God. And in turn, by getting to know him better and better, we become transformed more and more into the likeness of Christ. Let's pray together. Knowing you, Jesus, there is no greater thing. You really are our all. You're the best. You're my joy, my righteousness, and I love you, Lord. Now, Lord, our heart's desire is to know you more. And in these coming weeks, move by your spirit and through your word amongst us, motivating us to pursue you with all of our hearts. Give us a fresh desire for more of you. Amen. You have been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.